Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where we help a beginning player or coach by talking about the fundamentals of basketball bi-weekly on this podcast. Our goal is to help those new to basketball build a strong foundation to advance their skill and knowledge. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Coach Sadler. Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. I have been a coach for more than 20 years. I have a Master's of Science degree in psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. I am an assistant coach at a university, a USA Basketball Gold licensed coach, as well as a varsity youth basketball coach in the summer. I'm excited to do this podcast because I want to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge that can impact their ability to contribute to a team in the future. Coaches who are new to the sport can also use the information provided in this podcast to help grow their skills and knowledge. My goal is to share information that is easy to understand, that is relatable and achievable. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. First, for our new listeners, a brief recap of the topics we've covered. In the first episode, we talked about goal setting, the importance of setting a goal, a timeline for completing the goal, and how to accomplish the goal. In the second episode, we talked about visualization and how this mental training technique can be used to help you become a better basketball player. Visualize, believe, practice, and perform. In the third episode, we focused on internal and external motivation and how these motivators impact your desire and drive to play basketball. In episode four, we discussed planning your basketball workout because a plan helps you to stay on track and monitor your progress, to make changes when necessary, and puts a process in place for your development. We also discuss the importance of always having fun, even when the work is hard. We reviewed four habits and skills that need to be included in your daily workouts to maximize your opportunity to receive playing time, which are conditioning and warming up, ball handling, defense, and rebounding. In episode five, we discussed three keys to mental toughness, which are positive self-talk, being self-confident, and being comfortable and relaxed in your ability to perform the basketball skills you have learned. In episode six, I provided seven tips on how to be a great teammate, which are be in top physical condition, learn, understand and live up to the expectations of the team. Do not be concerned with what another player is doing, good or bad. 
Play within your capabilities. Respect all of your coaches and teammates. Keep a journal, video, audio, written, or all three. And catch the basketball. Have good hands. In episode seven, we talked about the importance of communication and how it can be used as a stepping stone to your success. As expressed by Coach K, Duke University men's basketball coach, effective teamwork begins and ends with communication. I provided a 30-day action plan to help you become an effective communicator on the basketball court. In episode 8, we talked about overcoming adversity by controlling the things that you can control. Your attitude, your work ethic, your actions, yourself. In episode nine, we discussed game management and the importance of your ability to control a game. We also talked about basketball IQ, which is a player's understanding of the game of basketball and how that player's understanding shapes decisions that player makes on the basketball court. Having a high basketball IQ is as equally important as having high basketball skills, especially when teams of equal skill and physical ability compete against one another. Basketball IQ is a skill that can be learned. Players with high basketball IQ always know the time, score, and situation They see the entire floor. They put their teammates in the position to be successful. They do not overpass the basketball because they know overpassing allows the defense to catch up and make a play, are in good defensive position, and they compete to win every battle. Finally, in episode 10, we discussed loving the process which I define as the work you need to put in to master the skills of basketball. The work requires that you give 100%, not just to the drills that you like, but to the drills you do not like as well. If you do not give your whole heart, you will create unintended consequences for yourself. Now, before we begin episode 11, I want to congratulate my high school summer team who won their first basketball game in a thrilling comeback. In the last few moments of the game, they made some tough shots, made good decisions with the basketball, and secured a crucial rebound at the end of the game. Way to go. Now, I am so excited about the discussion topic today. Work smarter, not just harder. I cannot recount the number of times a player has told me how hard she is working, but she's struggling with her basketball skills and she feels stuck. Now, I always ask, what is she working on and how is she working on it? And I ask these questions so that I can attempt to understand the issues that might be coming into play. For me, listening is a critical skill to be an effective coach. More often than not, I find that the player is working hard, but not smart. 
For example, if a player tells me he is spending hours playing pickup games, but the player is not working to improve a weakness in their basketball skills, and he's only concerned about winning, then that is not working smarter. Now look, I know you're saying, coach, isn't the goal to win? A pickup game? No, winning is not the goal. It's fine if you win, if your goal is to work on your weaknesses and and get stronger in those skills. But if you spend two hours on the basketball court beating everyone, but have not advanced your weaknesses, then in my opinion, you have not used those hours to your fullest advantage. A few weeks ago, I was working with an athlete. He wanted to get a training session in with me. From the moment we got on the basketball court, someone was asking us to play two-on-two. And if I was not there, he would have more than likely played that pickup game if someone else came into the gym. I said there was zero chance he was going to play a pickup game. Instead, we spent an hour and a half working on his jump shot, ball handling, post moves, and we worked on a new move which he was very excited about. We worked on the skills he was struggling with, working to fine-tune them. He took approximately 300 quality shots designed to improve his basketball skills. No way was that going to happen in a pickup game. Working smarter requires discipline. It requires uncomfortableness. It requires openness to change and listening with your heart. What does it mean to listen with your heart? It means you take the instruction being given and apply it without question when you know the instruction is for your own good. Just say yes, coach. And do not make excuses or give explanations. Just say yes. Believe me, your coach is asking you to do what he needs you to do to help the team, which will ultimately help you. Sometimes you may not see the payoff right away, but it will come. Another way to work smarter is to take a day off to rest your body. Now, I realize that some of you listening may be a bit surprised when I say this, but basketball is not your entire life. You have other relationships and you should be cultivating these relationships, especially at a young age. Learning how to socialize is important for youth development. In the age of social media, it is very important, in my opinion, to connect beyond the electronic devices. There needs to be a balance in your life. That balance will help you be a better basketball player. Apply your relationship skills that you develop in your other relationships with your basketball teammates. In my opinion, I believe the lack of balance in a young player's development years is a contributing factor to burnout when the player reaches college. College is the first time he feels free to make his own decision about basketball. 
In her 2016 article, Burnout in Athletes, Beth Sitzler from, from the National Athletic Trainers Association describes burnout as a response to chronic stress of continued demands in a sport or activity without the opportunity for physical and mental rest and recovery. If balance is good for adults, why would we not allow a young athlete to have that same balance? In my college experience, I have had several players who were more than capable of being successful quit. For example, I remember Michelle, who was one of the best players that I had ever coached. She was a, one of my players when I coached at a junior college. But Michelle, once she got to a four-year university, she did not want to follow the regiment anymore. I have no doubt that she would have been an All-American, but she had no desire to play competitive, competitive basketball anymore. Other players have left the sport for various reasons, you know, such as wanting to spend more time with a boyfriend or due to injury. And others like Michelle just, just did not enjoy the sport anymore. <clears throat> and although it may appear to be sudden, usually the player has been experiencing burnout, but the opportunity to leave the sport comes when the athlete is able to make the decision as a young adult. Take a day off, rest, relax, have fun, be with friends, don't burn yourself out. Coaches, make sure you check in with your players. Let your players know you care about their well-being beyond the basketball court. Another way to work smarter is to keep things simple. In our college program, we stress keeping it simple, to be vanilla, to be plain. Our head coach constantly reminds our players, don't try to make the big play, just make a play that leads to a positive outcome for the team. As a staff, we want to get something positive out of every possession. I watched a lot of youth basketball games recently, and I saw players turning the ball over, making bad passes, dribbling into double teams, trying to score against multiple defenders, fouling because they are not in good defensive position, and giving up rebounds because they are not executing the skill of rebounding effectively. These players were not playing smart basketball. And as a result, I could see their frustration. I could also see that the players were working hard, but they were working hard doing the wrong things. The best way to beat a double team is to pass the ball before the double team comes. Use the defense's aggressiveness against them. Do not attempt to dribble between two players. Instead, make a play that will get the ball to an open teammate. If you have two defenders on you, then one of your teammates is wide open. Find that teammate. I realize that players are giving their best, but working hard, making the wrong choices will only lead to the opposite of what that athlete wants to achieve. 
If you want to learn and overcome mistakes that are holding you back, then you must commit to working smarter. As we wrap up episode 11, I want you to take some time and reflect on how you are working to improve your skills. Ask yourself, what can I do to work smarter? If you need help with suggestions, reach out to your coach or coaches in your area that can help you. You owe it to yourself to work smarter, to become the basketball player that you see in your mind. And you can make it happen. I know you can. I hope this information has been beneficial. Please join me for the next episode of Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter.